Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Everyone and to fellowship with you, and I'm super grateful to be here. And um, I want us to honor our spiritual father for the opportunity to share God's word with you. Let's let's honor that. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. Um. You know, I, I do not take the opportunity for granted that um, every time I come, I have the opportunity to share with you. Um, let's, let's pray. Let's get into the Word. Father, thank you because I am anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together, our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Did I hear a loud amen? amen. That's better. I, I want to share something very briefly with you this morning on what I call navigating the seasons of life. Navigating the seasons of life. Something that the Lord dropped in my heart to share that I believe would be very instrumental as we journey on our journey of life. Every time in life, we are different seasons. And sometimes people are not cognizant of it. They, are not, they don't recognize it. They are not very attentive to it. And uh, if you're not attentive to seasons, you will miss out a lot in life. And uh, I, I want to look at the word navigate. What it means is to plan and direct the course of a ship or other form of transport, especially by using an instrument. Thank you. To plan or direct the course of a ship, aircraft or other form of transport, especially by using instruments or maps. What two things that stands out in this definition is gaining direction by maps or instruments. So it's not just um, just walking. For it to be navigation, you have to be looking at an instrument. You have to look at a map that has to guide you. And Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1, that's going to be our first scripture reading. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1. Let's look at this. It's a very popular verse of scripture. And um, we all know it, but we're going to pay more attention to it. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1. 
It says, there is an appointed time for everything. And there is a time for every event under heaven. The King James Version says, to everything, there is a time and a season. To everything. Let's read the King James Version. It says, to everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under heavens. I want you to pay very close attention to that. Everything in your life, there is a time, there's a season. Many times, we don't know how to navigate from one season to another. And I'm not just talking about maybe, well, you can relate it to any season, right? Anything. Maybe you had a bad period, you want to move into a new season, you've had a difficult situation around you, you want to get into a new season, or you are even doing well, but you need to move up in your level of fruitfulness. Seasons in your life. And sometimes if you miss a season and you are not sensitive to a particular season, you might miss out what God wants to do in your life. Jesus wept over the children of Israel. He says, for you missed the time of what? Of your visitation. They did not understand the time of visitation. I want you to be more conscious of your life. I want you to be more deliberate about your life. I want you to be more discerning where your life is concerned. The Amplified Version says, there is a season, a time appointed for everything, and a time for every delight, an event or purpose under heaven. So I'll share with you maybe seven principles or seven thoughts you can use to navigate seasons, come out of one season to the other. The first thing is to have a very honest assessment of the season you are in in life. Have a very honest assessment of the season you are in in life. Tell yourself the truth. Tell yourself the truth. Luke chapter 15 verse 17. Luke 15 17. Luke chapter 15 and verse 17. 17. It says, But when he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have more than enough bread? But I am dying here with hunger. That's what the prodigal son said. He said, how many of my father's servants, they have food, but I'm dying here of hunger. Tell yourself the truth. Don't pretend, just like we just 
watched now in the prophetic acts. Some of us are living off other people's goodwill. Hmm? So someone is good to you and you're living lavishly. The season, what season are you? Have an honest assessment. Some of you are married with children. You are still living like you are single. You're still living like you don't have responsibilities. When you have children and a family, the way you think about finances should change. That season of being single is over. Some of you, your kids are in nursery school right now. It looks like you're not paying so much. But in the next two, three years, they will move up. You have to be ready for that season. If not, it becomes a struggle. First Samuel chapter 22, verse 3. I need your help to go through the scriptures quickly so we can finish. First Samuel 22, verse 3. And David went from there to Mizpah of Moab, and he said to the king of Moab, Please, let my father and my mother come and stay with you until I know what God will do for me. He was honest. Yeah, this man was anointed king. Prophecies have come upon him. But he says, for now, I will not be able to take care of my mother and my father. King, please, let my parents stay with you until I sort out myself. There are some of you carrying family problems. You will soon become the problem that the family will solve. Oh, what will I do? Ah, I'm the only one. Yes, you will soon actually become the only one. See, sometimes you have to tell people, I'm sorry. With my state right now, I won't be able to help. David was not ashamed. Because he knew that season of his life was, not, was a season where he was running as a fugitive, being pursued by Saul. That's not the season to take his father and his mother with you. Some of you carry too many people in life when you are not even made. A young man texted me. He said, sir, I want to ask for support. I said, this is not the right time for support. As for support, it's not coming. Don't bother to ask. That season, it's not a season for support. Some of you are not made. Hmm? But you have sat as king to make others. You're not honest. Jesus. That house you are living is that the kind of house you should actually be living in now? You see, let me tell you, your future is bright, but you can stop it. You can struggle into that future or you can grow into it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You remember, if you read scriptures, David became king. Abby? Yeah. Am I right? Come on, are you here? 
Talk to me. Say amen. Say something that man, do like your life. David became king. Was it not the same David who said, who is in the house of Saul that I might show him mercy? Right? So you will get to the point where you'll be able to do everything you are pretending to do right now. The day will come, you'll be able to do it. It's season. It's season. Have the honest evaluation of your season. That's the first way to navigate out. You have to ask yourself, where am I? The prodigal son said, hey, everybody in my father's house is able to eat. Why am, why am I eating with pigs? I have to go back. You don't need prayer points to discern where you are. You just need to come to your senses. You don't need to pray. Say, Holy Spirit, show me myself. No, 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 no. Holy Spirit will show you. Am I able to buy food? Am I able to feed these children? Am I able to pay for this rent? Do you understand what I'm saying? Am I able to do this? Your life can't be on consistent support. Your life can't be on consistent goodwill. You, you can't, God did not create you to live at the mercy of someone's goodwill. Are you still here? It might look like a joke. But I always tell people, plan your life and your children based on what you know by your capacity and your faith you can handle. I always sing it. We don't know how this one came. We don't know how this one came. No problem. Since you don't know how it came, all through your life, you will know how that one will be taken care of. Your children are first of all your responsibility. Are you here or you are going home? Your children that came from your womb, it's not from my womb, from your womb, they are your primary responsibility. Anything anybody does for your child is an act of favor. Are you hearing this? Well, I was having a discussion with my kids. They are small, but we talk about a lot of stuff. Caris is the thing. Zara is eight. And we're talking. So I told them. I said, you see what your mother is doing for you now? And all the things we are doing. I said, when you people grow up and are getting married, we want to enjoy our life. Don't plan to have children that grandma will take care of. They don't put me in that plan. So as you are moving, advance. Because when that time comes, I want to rest. They come for holiday briefly and then they go back. It's very early so that your consciousness, don't, don't plan that I am here. I'm not here. Because at that time, I want to rest. It's one life you have. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, this is what we can afford. This is the house we can stay in. This is the transport we can afford. Honest evaluation. Don't mind words. Don't, how much are we getting in this house total as, as a couple? 10,000, 20,000. Okay, fantastic. What can we do from here? It's like the, the, what we just acted. I'm glad they acted that before I said, right? Somebody promises you money and you have built your whole life on a promised fund. Something can happen. And there are many people who are stuck in their life because someone said, I will do this. What you have is what you have. 
Are you still here? Honest evaluation. Number two. Every season will require humility to move to the next phase of your life. Deuteronomy 8, 18. Humility. Every season will require humility to move to the next phase of your life. Deuteronomy 8, 18. You must be humble to move from one phase to another. It says, but you shall remember the Lord your God. For it is he who is giving you power to make wealth, that he may confirm the covenant which is swore to your father, as it is this day. Verse 19. It says, it shall come about if you ever forget the Lord your God and go to other gods and serve them and worship them. I testify against you today that you surely perish. Go to verse, no, go up to verse um, 17. Go to 16. In the wilderness, he fed you manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you to do good for you in the end. Verse 17. Otherwise, you may say in your heart, my power and the strength of my hand has made me wealth. Stay humble. No matter what you have achieved in life, be humble. Don't approach life that it's my strength, it's my power. Don't never approach life like that. Stay humble. It takes humility to get to the next phase. Because in First uh, Peter chapter 5, verse 6, the Bible says, He gives grace to what? First Peter 5, 6. Be humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you at the proper time. Stay humble in life. Huh? If you are even trying to come out of a tough situation, be humble. You know, some of the most difficult people to help and some of the most prideful people are people who have nothing. Just take pride out of your life. Take pride out of your life. I know who I am. I know who I am. <laughs> My friend, relax. Look at Matthew chapter 3 verse 15 about the life of Jesus. Jesus was to start a new phase of his ministry. Jesus was, sorry, he was navigating to start his ministry, right? What did he do? He went to meet John the Baptist. But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it at this time, for in this way it is fitting for us to fulfill all right, righteousness. Baptize me. As, as our Savior is, he couldn't have started ministry if he did not humble himself under John the Baptist to perform the ceremony of baptism to prepare him stay humble you cannot move from one season to the other without humility you cannot pride will make you stuck in a season of your life sometimes it's pride to say sorry I was wrong oh I missed it oh I need to learn this Oh, I'm not good in this. I need to learn this. I need to submit myself to accountability. I need to submit myself to mentorship. Humility will help you navigate the next thing. Even if God has given you the greatest call in this life, you need to be humble. I was listening to a message yesterday night and the pastor said something very powerful. He said, it doesn't matter how talented you are. If all... Maybe you are a wonderful singer. If all the pastors in this world decide to say, you, need, you know what, we will not invite you to sing in our pulpit. If all the churches decide that you will not be invited, you know that talent is of no use. 
or as powerful as you are, nobody decides to invite you to preach anywhere. You know your ministry. Eh? Stay humble. The little things we have achieved in life, let's not make these statements. The might of my hands have given this to If we need to go into greater fruitfulness, we require humility. If we need to move from where we are to where we need to be, we require humility. Some of you men, you need to be humble to allow your wife manage the finances of the house. Some, some women are blessed to require humility because you've been managing it for the past 30 years. Zero. You have managed the sheep aground. Brought the sheep from high sea to the shore. You might not be good in that. That's the truth. You might not be good in that. You might have a woman who is blessed with finances. Why don't you just humble yourself? Humble yourself and say, hey, my dear, let's take a hold of this. Some of you, your wives know how to manage money, how to make something out of it. Every time money gets into your hand, you can't account for it. Every time, ah, 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 ah. every time you look at your account, that's how you just shout. Ah, 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 ah. Every time, you are just shouting. Every time you look at your budget, you are just shouting. And meanwhile, the little you gave her, you will not even be loaning from her. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. And say, this is what we have. What do you think we can do? It will take you. If not, you will be broke. You will be stuck in that season. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I know you won't hear. I said, are you hearing what I'm saying? Because see, if you, if both of you become prosperous tomorrow, it's also for your good. That's why I say humility. Humility is not just, you know, sometimes humility is submitting to people that are lower than you so you can go to the next season. That's what humility is. Humility is not what you think humility is. Humility is sometimes admitting, I'm not good in this area. Can you help me? Can I take a course? Can I go to school? Are you hearing this? One day, a young person sat in my office. And said, Pastor, I don't know what's going on with my life. I walk, I'm not seeing the money. I walk, I'm not seeing the money. So I said, where is the money going to? He said, that is why I came. <laughs> I said, okay. So I asked a simple question. I said, how much do you earn in a year? He said, eh, I don't know. Okay. So I took a calculator. I calculated how much he earns in a year. And I showed him the figure. He said, Jesus. I showed him the figure. This is how much you earn in a year. So I took out tithes. Of course, he wasn't paying tithes. But I just took out tithes. I said, imagine you tithe. This is how much you have in a year. How much you used to transport to ch-. By the time we did everything, you know what his problem was? Immediately he gets money. He has bought things that he isn't paid for. So actually what he earns is half of what comes in? So maybe they pay him 50000 He's already owing twenty-five. Not for food. For clothes, for stuff, for stuff, for stuff. If you can't account for your money, you'll never get into wealth. You see, let me tell you. Let me, it's not a cost. Let me tell you. You will walk and walk and walk and walk and walk. It will be a cycle. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? So if you want to break into a new season of wealth, you must humble yourself how you handle your finances. You can be talented and be poor. Even as a minister of the gospel, if you don't know how to handle funds, you can be, you know what that prophet, right? Not sure if he would finish this, but you know that prophet, right? Hey, you know the prophet? Eh? What did he say? The wife cried. You know, men, we like to leave a lot of problems for women. That's why you should marry a wise man. If you marry a foolish man, you will suffer. You know, men, eh? children might not eat. They might not be very consigned. They are consigned though, but this is how they are consigned. They say, ah, instead of me to go home and watch my children not to eat, they will now go to meet their friends. The ones that are not born again, so I know I don't have such people in this church. The ones that are not born again, they will now sit down and be drinking. Say, what will we do now? I say, give me one bottle there. How will, will I go home like this? It hasn't solved the problem, but they are run out. It's the woman in the house, right? Come on now, women, talk to me now. It's the women in the house that will go and look for what the children will eat. Don't. <laughs> and you know why? Let me tell you. Eh? And pray very hard. You know why? If if a man dies, you know why women are able to take care of homes, right? The number one reason, even when I, some men are alive but they are dead. So we're not talking about being physically dead. We're just talking about a man who is not responsible. Eh? Do you know why? Women are humble at heart to do anything to feed their children. So you see a woman, whether she has master's degree or not, what will she do? She will fry a cara. Right? She will hawk. She will do anything. But a man, to get a man to do certain job, the man has no job, oh, he will tell you that I cannot do. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's why, listen, that is why, listen, that's why you see that women can take care of a family, can, it might not be, it, they might not have the wealth, but they will be able to just make sure everybody is okay. The reason man will analyze, if not for Buhari, if, if Atiku had won, we were, I mean, he would read all the newspapers, analyze, cause his father, cause his mother, humble yourself and start from scratch. You never do it. And I'll say this, if you don't have a job, you don't have any reason to reject any job. If you're going to have to walk at the soccer way to feed your family, you go there. Your dignity is in your labor. It's not in your manhood. Your dignity is in your labor. It's the work of your hands that God can bless, not in the commentary of your mouth. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? So you humble yourself. You might do that temporarily, and from there, you get to where? And you face. No job. And you see why crime rates, all these Yahoo boys and everything is increasing. It's because people want to earn so much with little labor. And it's pride. It's pride. So you humble yourself. Number three, look to God unto the word of God for directions. Look to God and to his word for directions. Look for ways that the Holy Spirit will take you out of that season. Spend time in fellowship with the Spirit. Every new season of your life will require peculiar instructions. 
It's not something you copy. There are peculiar instructions to you. There are certain things God will ask you to do. Let's look at two scriptures very quickly. Um, Isaiah 30 verse 21. Isaiah 30 verse 21. Am I right there? No, 30. 30, 21. 30, 21. Is is it fine now? (laughs) Your ears will hear a word behind you. This is the way. Walk in it. So, there is a specific instruction. How did Peter break out of a season of hard work into a season of abundance? God says, cast your nets to what? To the right hand side. If any other fisherman casted his nets, they will not catch that. There is a word for you. The Holy Spirit will show you what to do. So, you fellowship with God. Don't just, and I said it, I'm going to say it today. Eh? I said it in the meeting. Those of you are not here. Well, observe. Eh? All my young people, all of you are just selling shoes, selling bags, selling shoes. Everybody status is shoe and bag, shoe, 2K, 5K, 2K, 5K. It's the only shoe that you people can sell. You're just copying, you're just copying yourselves. You're just copying yourself. Eh? You, uh, shoe, bag, shoe, bag, shoe, bag. Is that the only thing in this world? And some of you are selling everything. Shoe, bag, uh, hair tie, hair net, fan. I mean, what is left is just to say we even have human beings for sale. If you case you want to do ritual killing, you are selling everything. Listen, listen to me. It looks like hard work, but it's diversion of energy. If you're not an expert in something, you will not create enough value. I'm not against hustling. You were not designed to hustle. Find out what God wants you to be involved in and stay there. Stay there long enough until you make a mark. If we say we need a bag, we know who to call. We need shoe, we know who to call. We need this, we know who to call. Don't be involved in everything. You don't have all the time in this life. Channel your energy into something and make a mark out of it. You can't copy others and expect success. There's something you are good at. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I know you might not like it, but there is nothing you can do to me. God is for me. But do you understand what I'm saying? Don't just copy people. That thing you are selling, are you passionate about it? Do you know about it? Do you understand? If people ask you questions, do you have solutions? Don't be in a hurry to get into wealth. Grow into it gradually. And before you know, you'll be stabilized. The power of focus. The power of what? Mastery. You started this today. You stopped. You started this. You stopped. You started this. You stopped. You started this. You stopped. My wife wanted to get something from someone. And she mentioned, so I want to get this from this. I said, who? She mentioned. I said, don't get it. He said, why? That person is is involved in everything. (laughs) It's diverse energy. You don't, I mean, you there's no quality control. Person is not an expert in nothing. If you, if the sun rays the way the sun is right now, it don't cause any harm. If you, do, I mean, if you did physics, if you bring a magnifying glass and put it on a on a piece of paper and direct the sun rays, what's going to happen? That paper will burn. 
it's consecrated energy, concentrated energy that causes impact. That's why you see that a minister that is not focused never excels. Come on, are you hearing what I'm saying? If it is beans you want to sell, eh? if it is beans, start with one cup. Move to one basket. Let your goal be that a time will come in this city you will be supplying shops, beans. Do you understand? That's how you move. It's not we call you, say, ah, I know they do beans again. No, beans not a move market. It's not moving market, but people are still eating it. You see, the thing is, we are so much in a hurry that we don't build expertise. And I'll tell you this. I mean, anybody who's worked in corporate firms know this. The expert is usually paid higher. Expert is paid higher. Someone asked me that I should go and meet a tailor in Lagos. I was traveling out to sew a suit for me. I went to the guy's shop. The guy measured. When he told me how much for the suit, I was tempted to call the guy. That don't worry, just transfer the money into my account. I will. This one can buy many suits. But you know when they are giving you free like that, you two also pretend that that's the type you used to use. So I said, oh, it's okay. So okay. in my heart, I was saying, ah, this cannot be okay. Do you know what the guy? Said? And gave a tag. So he gives you a tag when you collect your suits. Six months ahead. Fully booked. As expensive as it is, expertise. Six months ahead. Hmm? You know, you can sew for people that collecting your cloth and collecting your money becomes trouble every time. Eh? But you can move from there where you are cut off from the the environment of those people. You know, there are people that you have to leave. If you also want to go to the next phase of your life, you leave people that price things. Huh? You know, there are people like that. They are always price. You know, there are people like that. Because that's how you also price. Uh, three, five. Ah, two, five. Now, nah, how much is material? Then you now bring paper. How much is material? How much is needle? How much is uh, your eye that you're using to look at what you are sewing? How much is your leg? Ah, everything is two now. Okay, let me add 100 naira. Is it, is it, if you want to go far, you start with those people. So you use them to get better. After a while, you leave those people for your apprentice. Then you move up. But see, if you started like that, and then the next day you stopped, you started repairing shoes, and then the next day you stopped, you, started, you will never get to that level. See, anything you are doing now, there's an expert level to it. But you must be what? Trust the Holy Spirit. It's not just logic. That's why I want. That's why I'm emphasizing this morning. It's not just your mind. I will see that. No, pray, pray. Spend time with the Holy Spirit. He can tell you what to do. There was a guy in Yongbucho's church. He lost his business, lost everything. He was reading the scriptures and he stumbled upon Matthew. You are the salt of the earth. He popped up in his heart. I can start a salt business. He became a millionaire. What was he dealing with? Salt. You would hear a voice behind you. This is the way. Why don't you pray? Holy Spirit, what have you really created me for? That, that it teaches us this all the time. Understanding your anointing. Put it to work. Not just hear the message. What's your anointing? Where are you gifted? Eh? What's your grace? Stay there. It's a matter of time. 
The next two or three years, you would have grown in that grace. What's your anointing? Says, I've put my spirit on Bezalea to make crafts. Imagine Bezalea and I say crafts or artistic design. It's not moving business. I started selling clothes or started selling uh, whatever. Huh? What's going to happen? He's going contrary to what? To the anointing within him. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Let him show you. God wants to get involved in your life. Allow him get involved. He will show you. This is what you are crafted for. This is what you are created for. Praise the name of the Lord. Number four, act on the word. Whatever God tells you, act on it. Joshua 1.8 You never go wrong acting on God's word. Do not lean on human opinion. God might give you an instruction. Tie it here. Sow here. You know, when we finished the meeting yesterday, I was going home and the Lord gave me an instruction to sow certain seed to two people. I mean, it wasn't really convenient. I, I brooded over it over the night, but you know, I had to respond to the Spirit, acting on the Word. If the Word says give, give. If the Word says confess, confess right over your business. You can't change seasons if you don't act on God's Word. Because, you see, what I'm talking about is that it's your life that is going to do what? Your, sorry, your seasons are going to be changed based on the Word of God. Not just, I want to change seasons. No. The Word. You get into the Word. You act on the Word. Whatever you see on the Word, act on it. If God says love your neighbor, you go ahead and love your neighbor. Don't act contrary to God's Word and expect the blessings of God. The blessings are for the obedience. Come on, everybody say the blessing. Say one more time. Say the blessing of God is for the obedience. Number five, stay away from grumbling and murmuring. Don't grumble. Don't complain. Don't murmur. Whatever season you are in right now, murmuring won't change a thing. Did you hear me? Complaining will not change one thing. Do you realize that no matter how you complain about Nigeria, it doesn't mean that things have changed. What you rather need to do is fellowship with God to give you ideas to do what you're doing. Let's read a couple of scriptures. Exodus 16 verse 2. Stay away from grumbling and murmuring. Exodus 16 2. The whole congregation of the sons of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. Grumbling against leadership. Grumbling. And they could not enter the promised land. 1 Corinthians 10 10. Let's see how Paul reports this. 1 Corinthians 10 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 10. Nor grumble as some of them did and were destroyed by the destroyer. Grumbling destroys the work of your hands. Are you hearing? Say, so don't complain or grumble as some did. Don't grumble. That shop is small. That marriage is still starting. Things are hard. But don't grumble. Don't grumble. Praise the name of the Lord. Or don't blame God. Proverbs 19.3 Proverbs 19.3 Say, in part, he said the foolishness of man rules his way and his heart rages against the Lord. Give me either the message translation or the new living translation, any of them. You, he said you make foolish decisions and then you get angry. People ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then they are angry at God. God is not your fault. He's your helper. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Wherever you are in life right now, don't complain, don't grumble, don't blame anyone. Make the honest assessment of yourself Apply these steps 
and be on your way out. You see, the good thing is that we have life and we have time at our advantage. It's never too late to be right. It's never too late to be right. Number six, offer the sacrifice of praise. Genuinely and consistently. Don't use praise as a formula. Always be grateful. Let your heart be a grateful person. Thank God. Learn to thank God for opportunities. You make a sale, thank God. It's not like I'm using praise as a tactic to get something from God. Praise is an application for more. Stop all those things. Have an attitude of gratitude. Always be grateful. Hebrews 13, 15. Sometimes praising God can be a sacrifice. Hebrews 13, 15. Through him then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips that gives thanks. The fruit of your lips. Lord, thank you for this home. Thank you for these children. Thank you for this business. Oh, thank you for the opportunity to preach the gospel. Be grateful. You might not be where you want to be, but complaining won't take you there. Complaining will stop you. Gratitude will take you there. That's because you did not serve the Lord with gladness of heart. Then I'll do this to you. There is a gladness of heart you need to have about life. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. It's a gladness of heart you need to have about life. Habakkuk 3.17 says, even if the fig trees refuse to blossom, says, I will yet praise our God. Habakkuk 3.17 says, though the fig tree should not blossom, and there be no fruit on the vines, though the yield of the olives should fail, and the fields produce no food, though the flock should be cut off from the fold, and there be no cattle in the stores, What's, what will be, my, will be my response to this? Verse 18. Yet I will exalt in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. How can you have verse 17 and choose to rejoice? That's how to break into a new season. When Jesus took the five loaves and two fishes. Come on, what did he do with them? He gave thanks. What did the disciples say? What are these among many? Eh? Don't have that approach to life. When your salary comes, don't say what are these among many. Say, thank God I'm employed. Thank God I have a salary. Lord, I thank you. This might not be enough to go through with my family, but I believe you for miracles. Always be grateful. Thank God. Always be grateful. Have the attitude that even if things go bad, I'll, you know, sadly, there are some people I don't like to call. You know, I just send them text, find out, hey, how are you doing? Because every time you call them, oh man, they're always complaining. (laughs) Don't they know you called me? (laughs) And then they complain. Call them the next day, they complain. You know, one day I asked one of of my folks like that. I said, do you mean that nothing good ever happens in your life? Is that what you mean? He said, no, it's not like that. Uh, You know, I have to tell you my mind. Is, do you mean that there's nothing good in your mind? How are you always complaining? You know, the fact that people are not complaining doesn't mean they are not going through hard times. They've learned to praise God. How can you sing praises when you're in prison? Paul and Silas, they pray, and the Holy Ghost came down. They were in prison. You are in your own house. You can't even pray and sing. You know, Paul was in prison in Ephesus when he wrote to the church in Philippi. And he says to them, Rejoice. Again, I say to you, rejoice. A man from prison was encouraging people outside to rejoice. 
What a life. Imagine you were writing for prison. What will you write? Eh? After I passed all you people, comma, I'm in prison. Food. Only food. God will judge you before me. This God that we serve, that never sleeps us over, we kill all of you, my church members. Shalom from a forsaken pastor, Paul. <laughs> but he was encouraging them. He says, rejoice. The man was in prison. He says, because I'm in prison. Philippians chapter 1. He says, some preach Christ out of envy. Some preach Christ from... He says, but I'm glad that Christ is preached anyway. Come on, what an attitude. He says, I'm happy. Let them keep preaching. He says, I'm happy that Christ has been preached. He was in prison. Don't complain so much about life. You know, people complain about their husband. Oh, this is my husband. Oh, this is my husband. I said, but you chose him. That's your choice. Be grateful. Lord, thank you for where my choice has brought me. Help me. It's your choice. We didn't choose him for you. We didn't force him on you. You were in love. Remember that first love. And thank God. Glory to God. <laughs> Remember and thank God. You know, complaining won't change nothing. Complaining has no power to change anything. Praise does. There was a book in those days. I don't know how many of you read it. The Power of Praise by Melin Carotas. Used to be dad's book. I used to read it. The Power of Praise. The man began to teach people the power inherent in praise. Father, thank you. Learn. When you get up, thank the Lord. Eh? When you get up, thank God first before you start complaining. You know, some of you just get up from the bed. Ah, this is my waist. You just start with complaint. And if you are married to such a person, you need to pray for them. Because you always leave your house sad. Do some of you complain about your children? Hmm? And yet you could not wait to give birth. Why you wake up? Ah, time for school runs again. Oh, God. Life is good. You see, learn to be happy with everything around you. If not, good things will bring you sadness. So you have to learn it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If not, the very thing that was to be a blessing will bring you sadness. Last one. Be open to new associations. Be open to new associations that will lead you or bring you into a new season. Proverbs 13, 20. He that walks with the wise will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Don't be so tied to your old circle that you refuse to enter the new relationships and association that God is bringing you into. For Joseph to fulfill purpose, he had to move to Egypt. Break away from the familiar. Genesis 45 verse 7. Joseph told his brothers, he says, God sent me ahead of you to do what? To preserve you. God sent me before you to preserve you for you a remnant in the earth and to keep you alive by a great deliverance. But this could not have happened if Joseph did not go to Egypt. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Be open. Some of you are too tied to your circle of friends. Be open. Some of you need exposure to open your mind. Huh? There's what you call the crab mentality. And it's been said... I've never proven it, but it's been said that when you put a lot of crabs in a, in a bowl and one wants to climb out, what happens? The others will pull them down. Move away from friends that have crab mentality. 
Huh? Every time you want to launch a new business, they complain. Every time you no. Some of you need to change your circle of friends. Change your circle of friends to people who believe in possibilities. Are you hearing what I'm saying? One day, I told a friend of mine, we were discussing, he wanted to invite me, so he bought my ticket. I wanted to invite him, and I bought his ticket. So we were talking, and we were just laughing. We said, we should have friends that feel like, you know what, I can buy a ticket for you to come and preach. Don't always have friends that feel like, I can never buy it, I can never buy it, I can never buy it. No. No. Change that circle. Praise God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? New associations that would open you up to new seasons and be open. New associations to learn. New associations that will stretch you. Don't walk around people that don't stretch you. Walk around with people that will stretch you. That will pull out the potential in you. Praise God. Those of you that were at the pastor's camp, you know, my friend in Ghana, Pastor Jerry, he was talking, and he said, if you walk around Pastor Maxwell, he will put pressure on you. You know, we kept talking about theological stuff, 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 until he went to do his master's in theology. You can't can be around me and not love education. You, you can't survive. Because if your friends are ignorant, it's a matter of time. It's transferable. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So I pray that the Lord will take these words and 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 engrave them in our heart. Get the message again. Listen to it over and over again. If there's any way you need help or counsel, reach out. Let's, 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 let's help you navigate and move into a new season of your life. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for everyone here. And in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that you will bless these words. You will cause them to be engraved in our hearts in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Are you blessed this morning? Well, let's give the Lord. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 805 888 7575 God bless you.